All right, welcome back to the emergency goalies. And there is only one game this week after the all-star break, which the Blackhawks won. But obviously, we're going to probably start with the off-the-ice stuff again. And there was a interview with um, Danny Wirtz that aired last night during the Blackhawks game. I will add that... Um, there was like an incident that was reported with the uh, trainer for the um, Ice Hogs in Rockford who was accused of um, sexual harassment. But I will say that the Blackhawks immediately did fire this person and they responded immediately to the accusation, although they didn't report it to the public, but that's might be a little area of concern, but I guess I'll go to you, Michael. Just what do you think of that and uh, Danny Wirtz interview? Well, as for the incident uh, last November with the AHL uh, trainer, uh, in some ways, this is how the process is supposed to work. Uh, apparently, the incident was reported uh, within days of uh, the Kyle Beach um, incident be, uh, going going public, and the Blackhawks, as you said, investigated, and within a few days had uh, fired the employee. Uh, that's the way it's supposed to work, um, as you said. Uh, it you know it, in a lot of ways you would uh, proclaim that to be you know. Uh, uh, a victory of sorts. Um, well, that's probably the wrong wording, but um, progress. yeah, progress. Uh, however, as you said, they didn't report it. And that's one of those things where it just seems like the wrong PR move to make mm -hmm. in that, you know, the information didn't come out for months and it came out at a very poor time for the Blackhawks, um, just days after Rocky Wurtz's um, unfortunate <laughs> um, outburst at the town at the town hall meeting, and you know it's just a, another incidence of the Blackhawks just seemingly not handling things well. I mean, this seems to be like it. This seems like it should have been a pretty easy layup for the for the organization. You know, the, even back when the Kyle Beach stuff came out, you know, they were already saying, hey, you know, we're going to try and clean things up. And this could have been an example of, hey, you know, we're cleaning up our org. We, we got rid of this guy. Um, you know, we investigated. This is what the policies we put in place, they weren't followed. And we are taking the proper steps. Mm -hmm. And instead of it being, you know, a, a sign of progress, it was at least initially classified as, geez, just, this is just another in a long line of horrible, horrible things by, in the Blackhawks organization. And it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, if you fumbled this one too, why should we have any faith that, you know, you're going to handle things properly in the future. And yes, they did do the, the important thing, right? Which was getting rid of the guy. Yes, yes. But 
they didn't complete the entire process appropriately mm-hmm. and it doesn't build trust. Yeah. And so that leading into the Danny Wirtz interview, I mean, he said all the right things. Uh, it's basically the things that we expected to hear in the town hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, these aren't exactly the most difficult things in the world to get across. I mean, this, this, the, the, the town hall should have been a layup and, you know, uh, Danny uh, handled this interview in the proper manner. But again, it's like, okay, well, you've, you're saying the right things, but you've got to do the why right. do, why should we trust you to, to actually do it? And so it, it's, it, it's just another in a long line of, okay, well, saying the right things is, is the first step, but. And you got to do the right thing. You got to, you got to continue to do the right thing. And as much as anything, this is the, the Blackhawks and their fan base are completely at odds in, in how much the fan base can trust the organization. And at this very early stage in the process, I don't see why anybody should trust them. Nope. They've got, they've got a lot to prove. Yeah. It's going to be a very hard road for the Blackhawks to, to get through. And it's just, it's, it's hard to give them, you know, props or applaud them for anything when at this point we're still pretty much in the, okay, we're talking about doing the right things phase. Yep. And I just, I don't think we have anything more to, to add on that. Just we're going to keep listening and watching what's going on and hopefully they'll get better, but yeah, the onus is on them. Exactly. So I guess we'll talk about the actual on ice product and um, really there's not much they came out after the all-star break where to bring it played and it's an all-star game whatever <laughs> yeah I didn't I didn't watch any of it I, yeah. I I think I saw one or two tweets that he did something what was it hangover really the movie hangover related or yeah, something? The football I on the, to a hockey net yeah I so. I I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say, yeah. I watch the skills competition because they're silly. And and yeah. I watch like 10 minutes of the All-Star game to see Dabrinkit's score and whatever. And then I turned it off. So. I, I honestly don't know that I've watched or paid attention to any All-Star festivities in any sport in probably 15 years, but more likely 20 years. So, yeah, so you're not... It's just not, not my thing. Of a guys going at twenty percent effort. No, no. I, I I I guess that's not true. I guess I I have occasionally tuned into home run derbies over the years, mm-hmm. um, maybe like once every five years. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the extent of my all star festivities uh, um, involvement, and yeah, the the hockey skills competitions and stuff. I. I I think the last time I paid attention to them, like Ray Bork was playing. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. after that, they had six days off and yeah, they got the Oilers coach fired. So exactly. Yeah. I mean, they took a team uh, on the brink of 
collapse, I guess. And uh, the Blackhawks came out, scored two very early goals on a very shaky looking Mike Smith, mm-hmm. um, who then s- I, I wouldn't even really say that he played better the rest of the first period, but he did manage to make a couple of big saves. A couple of the Blackhawks opportunities, they shot directly into his glove um, to help them out a little bit. Um, But yeah, you know, a pretty good first period for the Blackhawks. Uh, Unfortunately, they could not sustain that in the second period. It was a second period absolutely dominated by the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Thankfully, Marc-Andre Fleury was fairly well on his game. Uh, he got saved a couple of times by the posts and uh, um, just a, a couple of lucky uh, deflections and that um, there were a few instances where he just, it he, he didn't look completely sure he had the puck and checked behind him a couple of times, but he got the Blackhawks through the period with only giving up one goal. And then uh, the Blackhawks were managed to extend their lead to four to four to one in the third period um, in kind of a, it was kind of a back and forth third period, you know, so overall, you know, a solid, a solid win against the team with a better record. Um, but like you said, uh, the, the Oilers ended up firing their coach after this was their second, um, it was their second consecutive four, four, one loss coming out of the break. And uh, you know, I don't, Connor McDavid is just having his career absolutely wasted in Edmonton. It is so. Yeah, it's disheartening to see, you know, a guy with his talent, um, a guy with the fourth highest point per game total to start their career in the history of the NHL. And yeah, he's been in the playoffs one, no, twice. I guess twice if you count the bubble. Yeah. yeah with the, when the Blackhawks okay. beat them. The Blackhawks in mid rebuilding still right. knocked them out of the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they started off the year, they were a little bit um, more stringent defensively. And I think their forward group, they added a little bit more size and showed a little bit more grit. But their goaltending has been an issue. And as the season's gone along, their five on five play just continues to disintegrate. Um, they're a team yeah. where if you can hold them to one or fewer power play goals, you're, you're generally going to beat them. Yeah. It's just, they've tried so many different ways to, to improve yeah. the defense and it's just not, it, it has not come together for them. They don't have really a number one, um, you know, they, they're kind of in the same boat with the Blackhawks where they're paying, uh, they just signed uh, what's his name to a huge contract extension. Um, not uh, nurse. Uh, it was a Darnell Nurse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's who is he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not even sure he's quite as good as like Seth Jones, who yeah. I think is more of a number two. And so Darnell Nurse is kind of like he's probably a number two, maybe, but they don't really have anything outside of him. Yeah. Very much like the Blackhawks, where you kind of have a number two and then a bunch of third pairing guys. And I, that just... I will note too that obviously Duncan Keith got hurt. Yeah, took a took a awkward hard fall into the boards. Yep. 
Yeah, not not a dirty play or, you know, just it was a collision and he got off balance and went into the boards hard. And yeah, hopefully he's doing well. I, I haven't heard any follow up on it since the game, honestly, on that. Yeah, me either. So, yeah, hopefully he's not out for too long. It looked like he hit his back more so than like his head. So, yeah, back know. shoulder. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, obviously, when you're talking about the Blackhawks GM search, yes. maybe stay away from Peter Shirelli, who yeah, kind of put together I, this Edmonton mess. I, I don't understand that interview. Um, that, just, I mean, I know he's an experienced GM, but um, yeah. he, he, all of the things that Stan Bowman did to, to kind of ruin things for the Blackhawks, uh, Peter Shirelli <laughs> um, took that to the extreme with uh, both the Bruins and then the Oilers as well. So, yeah, and, I don't know. <clears throat> experience is good, but it has to be good experience. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't see any evidence in his past that he's going to be able to be an answer for the Blackhawks. So yeah, of the, the five or six interviews that they've done now, they, that's the one that I, I don't understand. Uh, you know, I think their latest interview was uh, Matthew Darch um, out of uh, Tampa Bay, who's been kind of an up and coming name for the last few years. Um, I know he's been a finalist for a couple of other GM jobs. Um, him and, uh, uh, Pat Verbeek are two guys that, um, yeah, a former player, Pat Verbeek, probably uh, familiar to a lot of hockey fans. Uh, those are the two names that I've kind of heard the most in GM searches of late. And oh, yeah. Verbeek just got hired by the Ducks um, just a couple of days ago to be their new GM. So the Blackhawks never did get around to interviewing him. But, that would be uh, good if they, uh, someone like that, that would be. Yeah, you know, and I know they interviewed a guy out of Carolina who's, uh, I, his name is escaping me, but um, he's he's also had a, a pretty good up-and-coming rep as well. So we'll see. At least at this point, it doesn't seem like um, the top names are shying away from the Blackhawks and, you know, the potential challenge of dealing with rebuilding a, the on-ice product while also... Um, having to deal with rebuilding the trust with the fan base in the organization. So Although, I guess I will add that um, I think, I think you agree with me that I think the Blackhawks are just the tip of a larger iceberg with the NHL and. Oh, absolutely. Coffee, coffee yeah. The, the, the rot that we've seen in the Blackhawks organization is not. It's on the extreme side. Yeah, but it, it's it's also it, it's just it, it's something that is prevalent throughout hockey, and I I think if you focused hard on any organization, it would you would out. find some incidents of sexual harassment, of racism, of uh, you know all the things that have kind of been piling on the Blackhawks over the last 10, 15 years. Um, it's it's it definitely extends beyond the Blackhawks, and I hope that other organizations and the league in general can kind of take um, lessons, yeah, lessons from what what is happening in Chicago, and proactively um, clean up their organizations rather than waiting for um, 
things to kind of hit the fan the way like that they have in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of indication that that's occurring around the NHL, but um, yeah, I don't, I'm. Had, um, as you called it, I mean, you basically nailed this before it happened. That Gary Batman, he came through again. Yeah. Nothing. A really bad statement. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Was, well, there was no chance that the NHL was going to do anything to Rocky Words. It was never going to happen. So yeah. I never, never hold out, held out any amount of hope in that regard. So yeah, we were talking last week and you, and you started saying, and second you were saying, and I'm like, why would I even expect anything? Yeah. Dead right. No. Yeah. Nothing, nothing at all. So, yeah, I mean, it, uh, as I think we've indicated multiple times, uh, the league and the NHL is putting this all on Danny Wirtz and expecting him to kind of clean this up. And I mean, again, so far he's saying all the right things, but it's no just idea. one of those things. That we, we don't have, we don't have the evidence that it's going to work yet. So we'll see. It's not like, um, the rest of the words family, we base it on them. We we got to be worried. So hopefully, <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I I hate to paint every member of a family with the brush of you know the previous. Uh, that that's not how I roll either. But um, you know, I, I I I'm treating Danny as an unknown product. I just you know I I appreciate that he seems genuine. And he is saying the right things, but, I, you know, we don't have any track record with him yet. So he's got to build that and rebuild the trust with the fans. And the onus is on him. It's the, the onus isn't on the fans here. Right? The, the Blackhawks have unfortunately burned enough bridges and, um, you know, yeah, bur- burned all the faith from the fan base that they have available to them, and the onus is on them from from here on. And they just they they got to do things the right way. Yep. Well, I think that's where we'll leave it because there is only one game. So right, yeah, not 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 a whole lot to talk about. And um, you know, I mean, the Blackhawks uh, had a fairly heavy schedule pre All Star break. Um, where most of the teams have two, three, four games in hand against the Blackhawks. So this seems to be kind of the area in the schedule where the other teams are kind of making up those games against the Blackhawks. Um, You know, just the one game coming out of the break so far, whereas I know most teams have already played two or three. Yes. And the Blackhawks don't play again until Saturday and then Monday and then have another couple of days off after that. So uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing probably by next Wednesday, the next time we record that uh, um, those, those games in hand, at least a couple or two or three of them for most teams are going to be um, kind of uh, made up uh, for where the Blackhawks. And then after that, the, the schedule will probably kind of go back to a normal three to three to four games per week after that. Yep. And so when we record next, I will either be very arrogant about the Rams winning or it will be in a bad mood. So. Yes, yes. Good good, good luck to you. I will unfortunately be rooting for the Bengals. Um, yeah, but, okay. 
Yeah. Um, it, uh, I, I will be happy that you'll be happy if, if, if it, it should go against the Bengals. Um, not that I have, a, a, you know, any allegiance to the Bengals at all. I just, I generally root for the fan base that has never won before. So. If, uh, if it wasn't the Rams that we go for the Bengals, yeah. I don't mind them. So. Yeah. So yeah, everybody enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. Yep. And we will be back. Hopefully with only good news about the Blackhawks, but yeah, let's get some wins on the ice and off the ice, please. Yes. All right. Um, you're on Twitter at Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. I'm FTH85. And you can subscribe on the Apple Podcast app and we'll be back. <laughs>